स्टोरीज फ्रॉम उपनिषद्स रिटोल्ड बाय अर्घ्या गोस्वामी हेलो माय डियर फ्रेंड्स एंड लिसनर्स टुडेस एपिसोड इज वेरी डिफरेंट फ्रॉम ऑल अदर एपिसोड्स इफ यू रिमेंबर आई आस्क फ्यू क्वेश्चंस एट द एंड ऑफ ईच ऑफ माय एपिसोड The listener with correct answers will be invited to my show. So, today is the day where I will have the first ever listeners hub episode. Srila Bhattacharya from California, USA had answered the questions correctly from the episode of Satyakama. So, I interviewed her recently and was enriched to know her thoughts on the messages from Upanishads. Here's the recording from the interview. Hi Shreela, how are you doing? I am so, doing fine, Argo. That's great. Great to know. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm really honored to have you in my show over here. For the benefit of our listeners, can you please introduce yourself? Um of course. And honestly, I am honored that you have invited me to this conversation. so like you know you already know my name i'm shreela i grew up in agartala a small northeastern town in india and then i did my engineering from mnnit alabad and and i have an elder sister and my husband and i are high school friends we have two kids a boy and a girl currently i live in the bay area for over two decades now in the in california mm-hmm. and for living i work for rosh yeah so uh, tell me like like really like, what actually motivated you uh, reading upanishad and what actually uh, drew you towards that sure um so before getting into the conversation i would like to put a such a disclaimer that you know whatever i say is my understanding of the questions sure. you will ask me and sure. it can be wrong and uh, also you know i follow a lot of um, lectures on upanishads from swami sarvapriyananda and i will be quoting him and again those are my interpretation of what he is saying so i am accountable for everything that i say incorrect sure, sure, sure. yeah i completely agree to that because neither i am a guru in upanishad it's something it's all about interpretations like it's all sanskrit words and way you actually interpret it is uh, like uh, it's up to you how you want to present it yeah. and how you want it's completely up to you no issues yeah carry on um so your question about what motivates me in reading upanishads so orgo i feel upanishads are timeless wisdom they form the highest philosophical and spiritual teachings of vedas right you know every time i read them i feel like they are classical art so right. it's like peeling you know every time i read them i find a new meaning a new experience a right. new realization right. you know it gets deep deeper and deeper Mm. so um the upanishads are more inward you know mm. it trains our mind and senses it is yeah. more focused on the medium of knowing which mm. is our mind so um so they never fail to surprise me and every time i read i feel like how much more i have to read so i am very motivated because of you know that continuous exploration right Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's 
it's more about like uh, actually finding yourself within them right so it's like a like an universe like endless universe an infinite universe right uh, because every time when I have read Upanishads or I'm still reading Upanishads actually like and every every time when I start interpreting uh, interpreting all those verses or or contemplate myself you every each time I read it I find new meanings to it actually exactly that's a very exactly. funny part of it but that's why I say it's kind of endless it's uh -huh. infinite like it's there's no boundary set to to what you contemplate moving on like what do you think what are the greatest values or like takeaways or learnings uh, when you read uh, Upanishad um there is so much that we can talk about and we can take the entire hour you know just answering this question right but uh, you know I'll just uh, focus on few things that I feel mm -hmm. so it talks about life and death it talks about the self and the higher self you know these Upanishads are often dialogues between a student and a teacher in the form of Q&A. Right. And the questions are profound and the answers are extraordinarily profound. You know, like, what is life? Right. What is there after death? Right? right. What is, like you said, the, the universe is like endless. What right. is it? What right. is going on in the universe? Right. And a lot of time it reflects on this question, like what is consciousness? These questions are so deep and uh, the answers that we get, like I will quote um, one question particularly that comes in multiple contexts. I think it came in um, Mundaka Upanishad and Chandogya Upanishad in mm -hmm. many, many circumstances like mm -hmm. what is that one thing which known mm -hmm. that everything becomes known mm. so let's take the popular um, clay and clay pot examples that has been used in so many Upanishad lectures right that if you know clay you know everything that is made up of clay right right so it's like knowing the cause and the effect so if we right. know the cause we know everything about the effect. Right. So the answer that, you know, we got in those contexts in the Upanishads is that if you know Brahman, you know yeah. everything. Let's <laughs> <laughs> quickly interrupt you because, that's because my thoughts, like, uh, again, like, it's all about our contemplation of the same thought. Don't you think there's a kind of a thin uh, or a, like a, a dotted line connection between Newton's third law, every action has a reaction to it. So same thing, right? So unless you don't know the action, the reaction will, will also be not be known to you. So same thing, I believe, same same thing has been conveyed in a different uh, way in this Upanishad, what you just now said, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, like answering really uh, to your question, going back to the learnings, it's like it gives Upanishads is like a guide, you know, it guides us to apprehend the reality right. beyond ordinary knowledge, right. which is, I feel, the biggest value. And then, you know, that's the reason that as we grow older, we find more meaning to it because we have so much more experience in life. Right. 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 And for the greatest takeaway, Orgo, I will quote Swami Sarvapriyananda exactly because yeah. in many of his lectures he said if there is one takeaway 
that we have to quote or we have to understand from the Upanishads, then that is Tat Tuam Asi, that thou art. You know, it's a quote from the Chandogya Upanishad right. that says you are one with the entire universe, right? right? So that one cause of which the entire universe is a manifestation, like one Brahman. Oh, wow. So I will take that, you know, I'll leave the takeaway at that because I think it has been systemically uh, discussed in many Upanishads and um, it's like the synopsis. So yeah, completely agree to that. In fact, like later on in my podcast, I will come up with several other stories or debates or question and answer kind of thing where actually I will I will talk about Tatswamasi basically that that thou art the famous quote what just now you quoted so there are there are stories related to that i will definitely come up with those also yeah that will be very interesting because yeah. that has been mentioned in so many upanishads right. and in so many contexts right I so agreed, agreed. like i think in chandogya upanishad itself it has been mentioned nine times right exactly and 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 best and uh, another thing it has been cross referenced also everywhere like like it it has cross reference to chandogya like uh, the same words have been crossed over many times in different forms, actually. So it's very interesting because these are all interconnected texts. Uh, like according to certain historians, like uh, the Upanishads were actually written at a period of more than 2000 years because there, has been, there, like, there are more than 250 Upanishads, actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. Whatever Adi Shankaracharya commented on, commented. call them as principal Upanishad or Dashopanishad, what we call it, yeah, right? Yeah. So uh -huh. those are the main focus area. But apart from that, there are many other Upanishads. Many. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, during Akbar's time, there is there is Akbar Upanishad also, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that basically Upanishad is a reflection of the society or the thought process. Right. So as India's society changed uh, historically, right, from ancient India to medieval India to modern India, uh, Upanishad also grew along with it and it changed its forms. So, yeah. it, so it's, it has got influences of the early Upanishad, the Dashopanishad has more like influence of Sanatana Dharma or Hinduism, what you call. Then later on, you will find a lot of Buddhist in, uh, influence influence Jainist, uh, Jainism influence and then also Islamic influence also so it's very interesting right yeah yeah As the Upanishadic view of religion is right. so interesting right you right. can use that as a topic sometimes later you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's something to really, really like we need to understand later on okay but uh, like coming back to our discussion over here like anything specific verse which really inspires you the most and what do you think about that verse um i will choose one verse from the isha upanishad that you know it's very common a lot of people know about it mm -hmm. so um i will first recite it for you in sanskrit Okay. And then, you know, and then we can go on the English meaning and the contemplation, <coughs> what I feel from that uh, verse. Right. So let me first um, do the verse. Hmm? Sure. It's the Om Purnam Shloka that we know. Yeah. So, um, Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnatya Purnamidam 
पूर्णस्य पूर्णमेवावशिष्वते ओम शांति 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 सो दैट इज इनफाइनाइट दिस इज इनफाइनाइट फ्रॉम दैट इनफाइनाइट दिस इनफाइनाइट हैज मैनिफेस्टेड सो इफ यू टेक दिस इनफाइनाइट from that infinite the infinite alone remains om peace 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 so that's the shloka with the meaning it it is it is it is one of the actually although this shloka uh, seems to be just of three lines right but in my view actually it is like you cannot actually measure the depth of it right yeah, it's, it's like a subject right it's like a subject in itself so it's a very interesting thing because of this podcast which i started uh, reading upanishads as well as vedas and recently like when i was reading trying to understand a really better word uh, rigveda uh, in like mandala 10th of the rigveda there is a very famous sukta called nasadiya sukta right and it is called the hymn of the creation in in popular terms and many scholars such as griffith max muller everybody has actually Uh, translated that sukta in their way but it all talks about the same thing like yeah. it's about infinite like even the creator doesn't know who created the creator it's about the it's about the void about the greatness the depth of it you actually don't know it's, it's sometimes you 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 think of a big bang theory i just wonder these upanishads or vedas were written more than like 5000 years from now and our rishis or sage sages they didn't have any telescope they didn't have anything how how could they understand the big bang or evolution or uh, how the life evolved right so it's about all about infiniteness uh, what you just now uh, talked about yeah so thank you you know this is this is very good information that you just mentioned arko and um if i am to uh, you know if you want me to um, talk about the meaning or how i look at it so i feel that most religions indicate that god is yeah. the creator right like our traditional religion yeah. and universe is the creation of that so right. god is the cause and universe is the effect right but what this mantra says is that from which something has come and that which has come are both the same right it's the purna the ultimate reality is beyond causality right you know it's neither the cause nor the effect so it's not the transcendent or the imminent like we see in you know how we look at religion also right it is the same purna it's one right right so if we go back to the clay and clay pot um, example that we took earlier or go right. right so the right. cause is clay and the pot is effect right, right. say i'm holding a clay pot in my hand right so i'm holding the effect right so my question is then where is the cause <laughs> so we feel that the cause is higher than the effect right? right because the cause is everywhere in everything so if we ask where is the cause the cause is right here in the right. pot right right there is no pot other than the clay mm-hmm. so it's one right mm-hmm. so purnam is beyond cause beyond effect it's one 
So that's how I contemplate, you know, this shloka, how it has been um, carrying the meaning for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Like it's great, great to understand different thoughts of the same words from the various people. Actually, like way you think. Even if, if, if I contemplate, it will be more about uh, the fullness, the the uh -huh. completeness which this universe gives us. Like you actually don't know, like actually from where you are coming from and where you are going to. It's, it's a kind of a journey, which is it's an endless journey for all of us. Like it's yeah, a, it's, there's journey. no boundary, like you right. said. There's no boundary to us. So it's, it's oh. very interesting to know different thoughts. And as I said in the beginning, that more you read these texts, these, these ancient scriptures, every time you read it, every time you'll think uh, something new, right? Yeah. Some new thoughts will come to you. Okay, uh, so now uh, since like uh, it's a part of this listeners hub for the stories from Upanishad, uh, so you had uh, answered the questions from the Satyakama's uh, episode. So just for our listeners' uh, sake, I will ask you the same questions. Please answer me those questions. Answer. Okay? Oh, sure. sure. So what was Satyakama's agony before going to the hermitage of Rishi uh, Haridrumata Gautama? So um, Satyakama did not know his gotra or lineage mm -hmm. that was needed to become a student of a revered guru or a teacher. Right. So he wanted to become a Brahmin, a learned man, mm -hmm. but his unknown gotra was a blocker right. to achieve that. So that was his agony. Oh, yeah, correct. The next one, well, what were the three non-human gurus or teachers who, who taught Satyakama about the Brahman? So it, the, if you ask three, then it's the bull, the swan, uh, and the fire. Uh, mm -hmm. There were four in the story, but you know, for three, I will answer this. And, and also, I believe there was waterfowl also, right? The last one. Yeah. So those were the non-human gurus who taught about the Brahman to Satyakama, right? Okay. So what do you mean by uh, Prakashvan, Jyotishman, Anantavan, and Ayatanavan? Prakashvan is radiant. Mm -hmm. Jyotishman is bright, Anantavan is endless, and mm -hmm. Ayatanavan is all-supporting. Great. So, so those were the questions, actually, from, from the end, which you answered correctly. And you were the actually first one to actually answer the questions. That's why like, uh, I wanted to ha have you in my show. And definitely for all other listeners, please do uh, write to me, and, and I'll pick up the lucky one and definitely have a similar episode like I'm having with Srila. Okay, now continuing with our discussion over here. Do you think this my effort in retelling the stories from Upanishad adds any value? And do you really find it valuable or enjoyable? Absolutely. Like I, I have listened to all of them. And I truly believe that there is a need for these stories to be told and retold. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I will also think, Orko, it's a courageous step of you to actually pick a topic that is thousands of years old, those boring, difficult texts and, you know, um, Focus on that. That's that's a great thing because we need to know about them um, more and more. And right. the other thing, like every time I listen to your stories, I can go back and read them, you know, in the Upanishad directly. So that because 
when I read something as a child that mm-hmm. um, it had a different meaning. It had a storyline, right. it had right. characters. Right. Um, but as we grow older, we more try to explore the message, right. the profound thought behind. Right. So let's take your first story, Nachiketa, that right. you, you, know, you started with. Right. So I remember reading this as a child in Amar Chitrakatha, you know, the same, Yama. Same Right, (laughs) and that the Brahmin boy is standing there. I still remember the cover page of Amar Chitra Katha. And um, at that time, what echoed in the story was to dare like a teenager, right? Because we were young and we thought, wow, he is so courageous. He's going to the Lord of Death, right? But now, if you look, if you read the story again, and like you told, you retold the story, right? Right, right. And it reflects to reach for the highest with right. everything that we have right. and never count the cost. Right. So everything that we achieve, we owe it to this inexplicable, something that cannot be explained always, right. to reach beyond our grasp. Right. So maybe next time when I read it again, I will find something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so Orgo, I feel that it's, absolute necessity to have a forum to talk about these and learn and enrich right and you are giving us that platform so by retelling the stories another uh, thought which actually why i actually started uh, retelling these stories you know like like i've been to the software industry for last 23 years now i, I believe you are more than yeah. <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my experience so anyway so uh, but like every day, like we are doing our job, right? Like uh, doing something for the com- uh, for the company or for wh- wh- wherever we work for. Then we do something for our family, for our children, for our wife, our spouses, whatever. Like father, mother, everybody, friends. But what are we doing for ourselves? Right? Nothing actually. We are just doing, serving, serving, serving. Like like a hub and spoke model. We are the hub, and we're, everything right. is right. So whole thought was that like how can we enrich ourselves from within is only the technical knowledge because we are in technical line is the technical knowledge sufficient uh, maybe but is it is it really fulfilling your desire is it giving you the peace the calmness i don't think so right it's like yeah. one is for the living the right. other is for self Right, you know, exactly. so, so, so that was the major, uh, and especially uh, during the lockdown, the COVID lockdown, it actually changed the whole ball game of, of life. And that point in time, actually, I started reading more of these uh, ancient texts from right from yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. So mm-hmm. that that thing played in my mind and then finally I thought why not whatever I have learned or what I'm I'm reading why don't I share these things with 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 others I think uh, everybody will enjoy uh, listening to this and I think I was right my decision was right and I'm really truly (laughs) happy to have you here and listen to these uh, thoughts of yours thank you so much yeah I mean of course and thanks for like I said thanks for inviting me because you know every conversation and mm-hmm. listening how you interpret the meaning, yeah, it gives a new dimension. And yeah. it is more enriching for me. Like if we have a forum of listeners who can come and talk about their experience and right. how they think, right, it will become such an enriched community for us to learn and you know navigate. Right. So, exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm.
thank you so much for that what was your favorite story uh, in this podcast series um just for um you know i like all of them but just for answering this question i will take <laughs> the story of satya kamar okay because um i see it in a i know you already talked about um the message in your story when you read about it but um i also feel that one thing that i want to add um firstly i just love the message of the story that mm. for earning an education lineage should not matter right you know and knowledge does not come from lineage it's both way Correct. it's like for me to get an entry into a revered guru's school mm-hmm. my lineage should not be uh, the factor right. right 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 my quest and my sincerity and my curiosity for learning is what it should matter but it you know in our society actually education for all in in modern education for all. exactly <laughs> but but we can go to in in a separate topic some day that yeah. you know how in the modern society or in the medieval society this wasn't the fact you right. know education right. was very much limited to a certain class so that's one part i feel and the second part is uh, the story alludes that we learn from our circumstances right. from our surroundings you know from nature like right. satyakama learned each quarter of brahman from non human teachers like we talked about it earlier right and then after learning each quarter from on his journey from his uh, from the forest to his guru's ashram right and then he came back and rishi gautama he again taught him all the quarters of brahman from right. end to end with right. more meanings and examples right right exactly. So, exactly. so that becomes like an all encompassing you know education right where where we are receiving the conventional education training and which is built on yeah. our experience right and and what we learn from our circumstances from our surroundings right. and only then and like you mentioned in your story then he himself became a great guru right exactly right? like story of upakoshala like he became a yeah. guru and how he actually helped upakoshala to reinvent himself right because mm-hmm. upakoshala although was a great student but he was not happy uh, with all the 12 years of training he w- really wanted to actually understand the brahman and it and his attitude towards upakoshala in the beginning of the story looked to be very weird right like he just went away and he and poor, mm-hmm. poor child was asked to stay back in the ashram right and but he went away only because he wanted to re, he wanted upakoshala to actually reinvent himself to re, to think what went wrong and work on the, and when that those all the fires came and taught him about the brahman right it's very interesting thing so it's about how the perfect teacher should be <laughs> so yeah i mean you so have the, that in your uh, other story that king janasruti yes yes that you that know also, how, right <laughs> even, even in that 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 raikwa the, the cart puller he himself is mm-hmm. a cart puller he people will not think of him a learned man but still his wisdom his uh, like thoughts was is enlightened so it's very interesting but if you if you if you ask me which is my favorite story till now what i have uh, told is the story of prana because it's it's uh, it's about like uh, don't know if you've heard of it but uh, it's really interesting uh-huh. and i really find it uh, like like actually there is nothing called uh, bad breath 
like bread, bad prana, right? Yeah. Everything actually is good. It's all about that time when we have a bad thoughts, we become a bad person. If we if we have a good thoughts, we become a good person, right? Our in, internal prana is never bad. So that's all about it, right? So I really like that whole story, the whole concept of it. Anyway. Yeah, so, yeah of course. And, yeah. and see how this so many thousands and thousands of years ago right. these were written right. and they are still timeless right exactly. you know exactly. we, are, we are applying them in today's world like right. this this um, story of satyakama the way the education system should be right and so much we have been talking about all these that you know there is these days i hear a lot of people saying oh i don't read books you know mm. And there was another time when people used to only read books and not realize what is in there. Right. But the education system at that time was so much more solid. Right. Exactly. exactly. And, and they actually spent 12 years in Gurukul to learn and experience and feel. And um, exactly. so, yeah. Exactly. You know. So so we are really, really on the top of the hour now. So I just really want to ask you my last question for this particular show. Like any special request or you uh, you would like to hear from me as a part of this series? Absolutely. Um, uh, I am very interested to um, hear about um, OM, mm -hmm. which is, you know, the Mandukya Upanishad, which is a very, which is very small and, you know, it's, only talking about om right. and the consciousness of human mind you know the sleeping waking dreaming and the fourth state the super conscious state which is the thuria right so it is so interesting and um, it is so convincing about those states it of is. mind it is. right so it will be very nice to have that conversation sometime in any one of your episodes Definitely. i mean you know, it doesn't have a story really in that Upanishad, but it has can, so many... I can have it as a bonus episode where I can discuss about it, definitely. But yeah, yeah so I will... The whole problem is like I have to write it kind of good script around it to be <laughs> understand. It's very difficult to write a good script. So that's why I'm yeah. taking some time. So I will definitely yeah. uh, write that and uh, and you keep if, collecting all the right. you and know, all the requests. Bonus, uh, yeah. I, will, I will definitely do it. Yeah, so Srila, it was really, really great talking to you, understanding your um, your thoughts on Upanishad. Please keep listening to the news, whatever new. Of course, come, of yeah? course. It's for my own interest and benefit that I keep listening. And like I said, Orgo, you know, there is so much pomp and grandeur out there. And you choose a topic like this. Um, <laughs> I'm really thankful for that because I am drawn to listening to them and understanding Right. The meanings of it. So right. I'll do so for my own benefit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So great. I will again again connect with you back in the future. And thank you You're so okay. much. Take care. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. Take care. So friends, that was the interview I recorded with Srila Bhattacharya. I hope you too enjoyed it. Listeners Hub is an open platform. If you want to share your thoughts on the messages from Upanishads, please email me at urghirthings at gmail.com and I will be really happy to host you and talk to you about your thoughts on Upanishads. So until then...
This podcast was created on Hubhopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast for free, visit www.hubhopperstudio.com.